As we've been going through this time, we have said repeatedly that Advent or the Christmas story is not just the commemoration of something that took place 2,000 years ago. It's an invitation to become a part of that unfolding story still. God didn't just choose some people 2,000 years ago to bring Christ into this world. God is still choosing us to bring Christ into the world still because the world still needs him. I want to talk tonight about a couple of things that we can miss if we're not careful. This is the time when we commemorate the Christmas event. And so we've got to watch out that we don't make it so personal. That's the first thing we can miss. Many of us gauge how our Christmas will be for us personally. And many of us are disappointed because we don't think we've got it right. We don't think we have the perfect Christmas. Let me tell you something. If your Christmas is real, it's not perfect. The first Christmas was real and one perfect. So the chances of you having a perfect Christmas, pretty minuscule. And, and so, but we, but we do, we, get, we, sent, we have sentimentalized Christmas to such an extent that we've missed the huge life-changing event. It was an actual point at which the whole world became different. It says in Luke chapter two, verse 10, but the angel said to them, do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy, which will be for all the people. And then in verse 13 and 14, it says, suddenly, with a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God. Listen, you think what you just heard was loud? Can you imagine the inbreaking of heaven on earth? the dancing of the stars, and all of the experience of that. It says, praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest and on earth, in the highest heaven and on earth, peace to those whom his favor rests. For that moment and from then on, heaven was going to walk on earth. All history led up to this moment. All history would be different from this moment. And we must not make it so personal, so sentimental, that we miss this cosmic event. In December of 1903, the Wright brothers sent their sister, Catherine, a telegram, Dayton, Ohio, this is what it said. Today, we actually flew 120 feet. We'll be home for Christmas. She took that telegram and she ran to the newspaper. And she knew the editor, their family knew the editor, and she laid it down on the editor's desk and said, read that. He quickly glanced at the, at the telegram and he looked up at her and he said, oh, how nice, the boys will be home for Christmas. <laughs> totally missing that the world had changed 
We must not forget that God is still changing the world from that one event. And we must remember that it was not just about a quiet, holy moment with a few people. That's what we think ushers, ushers in the kingdom of God. Take a look at the story. He used the world. He used scientists. That's who the Magi were. They had no knowledge of the Hebrew God. But because they saw what was going on in the heavens, they explored that truth to see it ended in God on earth. He used shepherds who had no sophisticated theology whatsoever. They had just clocked in to do their job. They weren't really holy people. They were just trying to be responsible. He used a little teenage girl who had no idea what was going on. She just trusted God and her husband who had even less of an idea what was going on. But he too trusted God. He used a government, especially a Caesar, who thought he was God in order to call a census to get Joseph and Mary in just the right place where prophecy said the Savior would be born. He used an enemy of the kingdom, Herod, who was jealous of anyone that might have power. Nonetheless, he had no idea he was being used of God in the Christmas story. Here it is in short. Who can God use to bring his son into the world? The answer is all of us. No matter where you are, we need to be ready to be willing to be used of God. It's a wonderful thing to know that you can be used just like you are. Many of you would disqualify yourself right out of the chute to be part of God's coming into this world. God does not disqualify you. God made you so that he could use you so that Christ could come into the world again. But here's the second point we often miss. Sometimes we get so wrapped up in the history of the event and the actual happenings of this historical event that we do forget the personal, as in me and God side of it. We start getting so wrapped up in, in the events of our lives that we forget about our personal relationship with God. In Luke chapter two, verse 16, this is what it says. It says, so they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in a manger. I'm gonna ask you a question. Why did the God of the universe come down as a baby? Well, there are a couple of answers to that. First of all, there are only two forms of power, really, when you get right down to it in this world. One is coercion, and the other is persuasion. We do not belong to a coercive God. As a matter of fact, coercion doesn't last for very long when it comes to history. I read the story of Napoleon, who in his second exile, St. Helena, started reflecting on his life and the empire he had built and now was collapsed. And he said, Alexander, Caesar, Charlemagne, 
and me, all of us built empires by force. None of those empires lasted. And then he said this, Jesus Christ was the only one to build an empire on love. And to this day, millions would die for him, never having seen him. Do you know what a baby does to your heart? You know what a baby does to your heart. There's a, it calls out all the best in you. He came as a baby, as vulnerable like you and I, needing care. That's what he wanted to pull from us. He wanted to pull the love and the care. He wanted to pull out the best of us. If there's ever a time when you will live a different life, it's so that your child can have a different life so that your child can have a different model. If there's ever a time you want the world to change, it's because you want that child or that grandchild to grow up in a world that's better than the one you had. So many of us live life backwards. That's the other reason he was born in a baby. A baby is all about the future. A baby comes out and basically says, I don't care what you did in the past, here I am. Where are we going now? It's not ever about going back. We always want to go back and try to fix something or somehow make it right or somehow become. No. I don't know how many of you have seen the new Star Wars movie yet. I know some of you have because I saw you there. <laughs> There's a scene in that movie. I won't spoil it for you if you haven't seen it. But there's this little creature, traveler's aid, Maz Kanata is her name. And she's talking to one of the main figures in the movie, Ray. And Ray keeps feeling like she has to get back to where she came from. Because if she gets back there, then, then maybe somebody will come back and her life will be changed and she will have fulfilled her responsibility. And Maz looks at her and says, you know the truth, they're never coming back. The belonging you seek is not behind you, it is ahead. I love that. The belonging you seek is not behind you, it's ahead. The life you wished you had lived is not behind you, it's ahead. The people you wished were still here are not behind you, they're ahead. A baby says, let's look at the future. Will your future be any different? You see, something we know about Christmas is it doesn't fix anything. An event doesn't fix anything. Some of you had babies thinking that would fix something. Oh, what a rude awakening. <laughs> babies bring a whole new set of problems, don't they? A whole new set of challenges. They don't fix anything right away. But they call you to a sense of responsibility that will fix everything eventually.
Nothing is fixed in an instant. Not life, not anything. I heard about this little girl who came home from her first day of school. And her daddy happened to be home and he looked at her and said, well, what'd you learn? And she looked at him and said, not much. I got to go back tomorrow. <laughs> That's the way with all of us. We got to go back tomorrow. And tomorrow. And the question is, will life be any different? God is waiting for us in the future. And he wants to give us a better life. The question is, will you go there? Will we go there together? Will our lives be any different after this event? Will we give up dreams of trying to recapture the past and focus on the future? It says in Hebrews chapter 11, verses 15 and 16, about these great leaders of the faith. He said, it says, and indeed, if they had been thinking of that country from which they went out, they would have had the opportunity to return. But as it is, they desire a better country. That is a heavenly one. Therefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God. For he has prepared a city for them. God has a great future for each one of us. We just have to determine that we're going to be patient and persistent enough to get there. And we'll get there if we go together. Every time we have the let the Bible speak, you know those times in here where we, we ask you to just to get up and in front of a microphone just repeat your favorite verse. Probably two or three of you get to get up every service and, and you repeat Jeremiah 29, 11. And I don't blame you. It's one of the greatest verses in the Bible. This is what it says. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans for welfare and not for calamity. To give you a future and a hope. If you've read this Christmas story, you understand that everyone who was there had to go home. They had to go back to their ordinary lives. Some of them would just blend in and live life as they always had. But some of them were changed. Some of them wanted a new life. Some of them had seen God in their life and they wanted to see more of him. The question is, which group will you belong to? Come back. Live out 2016 with us and let's build heaven together. Pray with me. Lord, we gather at the manger not as a destination, but as a starting point. We ask you to come to us with your spirit and compel us into the future that all the babies might have a better world because we have followed you and so will we.
have that better world. Amen.